0: The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. Well, before y'all say anything, I want to get some awes from y'all. I'm not trying to look like Don Johnson. Y'all know who Don Johnson is? Some of you do, some of you don't. If I look like Don Johnson, I can't help it. but actually, uh, this is where I want some Oz. I, I had to go to work yesterday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I haven't been back home since. Aww. So that really is true. So this is what I wore to work, tennis shoes and all, and except I had a hat on. And uh, So I came straight up here. So if you're wondering why that's such a casual look today, that's what it is. Not that anyone was wondering, but there has already been some comments made, so uh, I wanted to explain that. Do what? Nasty comments. Comment. Well, I hadn't heard any of those, so there's been more than what I've heard made. <clears throat> so, But we're going to go, and uh, this morning I hope that uh, what God has for us, we truly would understand. I was thinking about, you know, we've been talking about uh, guess who's coming to dinner and all those things, and just some activities of the previous week and this week, uh, early in the week, I got to thinking about uh, really something about God and something that we know, but something I hope we can really understand. I don't think we can grasp the depth of God's love for us, but... I want you to think about this. If you ever waited on God to speak, and we sang, uh, what's one of my favorite songs that we sang this morning, Word of God Speak, Pour Down Like Rain. Uh, but have you ever wondered if God was going to speak to you again? Maybe you, at one time, you were uh, really on fire for the Lord, and you were moving along for, with the Lord, and, and something happened. You kind of, it's like you lost touch. And you really don't know what happened, but you like you're just missing something. Uh, and you wonder if God is going to speak and uh, you're trying to tune in, but still nothing. Uh, the chapter that we're going to look at today, Abraham is alone. He's kind of in that boat. He, uh, it's been a long time since God's talked to him. And lately, he's kind of wondering to himself if God is ever going to speak to him again. He's going through life. And on this particular day, God spoke. To Abraham, God broke his silence, and he called to Abraham by name. He said, Abraham, and Abraham answered, Here I am. And he was anxious to hear what God had to say. Surely that God was going to give him some new promise. You remember there are a lot of promises made to Abraham. Surely God was going to give him some encouraging word. And God says to Abraham, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering of the mountains, which I will point out to you. Now, we're in Genesis 22. And uh, these words must have caught Abraham off guard. Do you think that's what Abraham expected to hear? All of a sudden, God break his silence, and Abraham must have thought, did I hear that right? Did God actually say that he wants me to do this and each time he must have run these words through his mind they must have cut him even deeper and deeper and and as he replayed those words abraham take your son your only son isaac whom you love so very much abraham what god was saying in short I want you to go. I want you to sacrifice. I want you to take the life. I want you to kill your son and and sacrifice him to God. God was saying, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your lamb. And Abraham uh, would have willingly given all of his lambs for his son's life. but, But God didn't ask for a lamb. He said, I want you to... Take your son. I was thinking about this, and and uh, the Bible doesn't lay all this out. But but think of some of the questions that Abraham must have had. Think of some of the questions that that he might have been saying: Does God really want me to to kill Isaac? He he forbids murder. We know that already, so how could this be right? God knows how much I love my son. How could this be right? He, He's asked me to do this horrible thing, and, and, uh, finally He's, He gave me this promise that I'd have a son, and, and all of these years later, He finally gives me a son, and, and after Sarah and I thought that we would never have a son, God's given him to me, and now He's, He's asking me to take His life. He's still, a, he's still a boy. He's not even married. He's not even grown yet. And, and uh, how could this be? And, and how could I ever face Sarah again? And how how will I be able to return home with the blood of Isaac on my hands? And, and despite all these questions... That Abraham must have asked, the the Bible says he rose up early the next morning and as he rose up he saddled the donkey. He made up his mind that he was going to obey the Lord, that he was going to trust the Lord even though he didn't understand. He he said goodbye to Sarah and, and think of what he must have been thinking. I'm sure he might have said to Isaac go go, uh, hug your mother and give her a kiss and, and uh, Sarah we'll be back in a few days the Bible says it was a three day journey and, and what must he have been thinking there and, and uh, all he must have thought was these are God's instructions and on the third day of this journey we see that Abraham went to this place that God had prepared for him and Abraham said stay here with the donkey he tells these young men the boy and I will travel a little farther and we'll go and worship there and, Then we'll come back to you. So Abraham must have thought, well, surely God's going to at least raise him from the dead because he he told those young men, hey, we're going to come back. We'll be back with you. And and, uh, as they went there, think about Isaac. And Isaac had probably been a part of these sacrifices before, and he kind of understood what they were. And he must have asked, uh, uh, Father, what's happening here? And and the Bible records that he says, we have a wood for the fire. Fire, but but where's the lamb for the sacrifice? And and Isaac answered, God will provide a lamb, my son. So they both go on together. How weary Abraham's heart must have been as he thought about uh, this place that he's headed and finally they reach his dreaded place. He builds the altar. Uh, must have been the saddest altar he'd ever built. He placed the wood upon the altar and as he placed the wood there, he ties his son Isaac up, he lays him on the altar, he takes out the knife, he raises the knife to sacrifice his son, and the Bible says there came a shout from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And he answers, here I am. The Lord says, lay down the knife, do not hurt the boy in any way, for I know that now you truly fear God and you've not withheld from me your son your only son. You know, God really didn't want to kill uh, Isaac. He didn't want Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. It was all a test. And, and Abraham passed that test with flying colors. And if you've grown up in church, and maybe even if you haven't, you've probably heard this story or read this story. And the Bible says that that place that the altar was built, uh, uh, Abraham looked, and there was a ram caught by the horns. And he went, and he took the lamb, and he sacrificed a lamb to God, and the Bible says he named that place Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And, and as we read this account, and we're going to read there in Genesis chapter 22, we find a word that's mentioned for the first time in Scriptures. I want you to look for it as we read this. And uh, as we read this word that we find in Scripture for the very first time, it may be the most important word in all of the Bible. So I want you to listen to this. Sometime later, this is starting in verse 1, Genesis chapter 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain that I'll tell you about. And early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. And when he had cut the wood, uh, enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place at a distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I go, and the boy will go over there, and we'll worship, and then we'll come back to you. And Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, and he placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two of them went up together, Isaac spoke up and said to Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And when they had reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and he ranged the wood on it. And he bound his son Isaac and he laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld from me your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up there in the thicket, and he saw a ram caught by his horns. And he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide to this day on the mountain of the Lord. It will be provided, Jehovah-Jireh. That word that we're looking for, that may be the most important word, the the word that this is the first time we find it uh, in the Bible is the word love. And that word love is in the second verse of Genesis chapter 22, and it says, now take your son, your only son, whom you love. We might expect the first mention of love in the Bible to be connected with a maybe a man for his wife or a mother for a child. But but we find it, uh, you might even think it would be connected to a man's love for God. But we find it here that instead it's a word that's used for the love of a father for his son. Now, here's the interesting thing. You may be uh, wondering, when's the first occurrence of this word in the New Testament? Well, the first time we see that word love in the New Testament, it's, uh, it's referenced in Matthew three seventeen, and it's when Jesus was baptized, and the Bible says that God the Father, after Jesus was baptized, said these words, and listen to what they were. God said of Jesus when he was baptized, this is my beloved son, this is my loved son, whom I am well pleased. So the, the first mention of love in the Old Testament is is the love that Abraham had for his son. The first mention of love in the New Testament is, is the love that God had for his son, Jesus Christ, as his only son who he loved. We, we can read that three different times in the Gospels: Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all record this same statement, this occurrence of love in the New Testament, the first time we find it. But here's the interesting thing. You know where we find it in the fourth gospel? You know, the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four gospels. Those are the four good newses of Jesus Christ. The first time we find this word used in the gospel of John is a passage that I bet everybody here may know. And it is this. For God so what? Love the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Three times in the first three gospels, we see that, that God proclaims a love for his son. But here in John, he tells us that he loved us. He loved you and he loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son. See, it's first mentioned, the love of Old Testament, Abraham's love for his son Isaac. The the first mention of love is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This is my beloved son. The first mention of love in John is John 3.16. And we start with Abraham being asked by God to give up his only son, the son that he loved. We, We see that first picture of love, God saying, Abraham, I want you to take your son and I want you to make him a sacrifice. And then we see that first picture of love in John 3, 16, when God says, I gave my only son to die for the sins of the world. I want us to understand that that story of Abraham and Isaac, we find a a picture of God the Father and God the Son. Just think about those parallels. As Abraham, he only had one son. So God only had one son. Abraham loved Isaac deeply. That's what the Bible says. God loved Jesus immensely. That's what the Bible says. As, as Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac, God was willing to sacrifice Jesus. As Abraham was, was to sacrifice Isaac on the Mount of Moriah, that's the future side of Jerusalem. We see that that God would later sacrifice Jesus on a mountain just outside of Jerusalem, a mountain called Calvary. Abraham rose up early to go to Moriah. God predetermined this Christ early before the creation of the world. Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulder. God placed the cross upon Calvary on Jesus' shoulder. See all those parallels? But that's where they end. Because they end there because the difference in the two stories is, is this. Isaac was saved from death, but Jesus wasn't. Because Jesus became truly our sacrifice. There's a song, I, I doubt you've ever heard it. Michael Card wrote a song, and it's based on the story of Genesis 22. And it's called this, God Will Provide a Lamb. And there's one line in this song that says, what Abraham was asked to do, he has done. He has offered his son. And the song goes on and says, and God will provide a lamb, listen, to be a sacrifice in your place. I want you to think about that just a minute. God will provide a lamb to be a sacrifice in your place. As Abraham and Isaac were walking up to the mountain, Isaac said, Where's the lamb for the offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb. I want us to think about that that Jehovah Jireh, that word that says God will provide. It says, On the mountain of the Lord it shall be seen. The the New Testament or the the NIV says, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. And God provided a lamb. You remember what John said? When John is, this is, we talked about John Wednesday night. John the Baptist, as he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. God provided you and me a lamb. And, and listen to what Isaiah said in his Prophecies of Christ. It says, He was oppressed, yet he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. I want you to consider this morning how much God loves you. You know, it's easy for us to think about, well, God loved the world. I mean, God, God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, should have everlasting life. A lot of us learned that in vacation Bible school years and years ago. But I want you to really think about this. God so loved you. Do you realize that, that God loved you so much he gave his only son whom he loved? If you have children, you, you understand the love between a, a parent and a child. I don't think anybody really understands that love until we, until we have a child and we can really understand the love that we share. But to think of this, that God loved you so much. Listen to Romans 5.8. God demonstrated his love for you. And for me, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You hear that? While we were, while we were still in our sin. Those are amazing words that, that God loved us so much. That while we were still sinners, he said, you know what? I'm going to provide a lamb to be a sacrifice in your place. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says this. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, listen, that we might live through Him, there is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us. That He sent His Son as a payment for our sins. The Bible says this, that we've all sinned, and the payment of sin is death. But But we find in John that, that God sent His Son to be a payment for our sins. See, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that who should ever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You know, the source of the source of love is God, and the, the extent of his love is the world. The, the sacrifice of love is, is God's only son, and the result of love is this. Who would ever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life? I want to ask you if you would just bow your head for just a moment. And I want, I want to say it again. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his son whom he loved. His only Son became our sacrifice. He became our payment for sin. He went to cross the Calvary that we might have life. God Himself, the Lamb. God provided a lamb. God provided a sacrifice. And God will provide a lamb to be a sacrifice in my place as we consider those things this morning i i said it's hard for us to comprehend the love of god but i hope this morning that you would just think and dwell upon the fact that god loves you it doesn't matter what your past is it doesn't matter what you're in right now god loves you so much that he said I'll sacrifice my only son that you might have life I shared this story with you one time and I don't know if it's true or not it's told to be true that there was a guy that had the duty of of operating a drawbridge and the, there over a river and uh, trains would cross the drawbridge that it, He'd come and the whistle would go and he'd lower the bridge and the train would cross and he'd raise the bridge that ships could go in and out of the channel and one day he'd brought his son to work with him and his little son was playing and he got down on the big gears that operated the bridge and sure enough you know what's coming their son was down playing and the father didn't realize he looked and saw his son he went to tell him to come and get up off the big old gears and he heard the train coming. He frantically went to, to rescue his son. He was yelling and screaming at him to come, and, and his son wasn't understanding. And, and finally there came a point that the father knew, I, I've got to do something. So he he lowered the handle. The big gears began to turn, and he sacrificed his son that those folks on the train might live. story says the train passed by, and the people were making merry and laughing and having a good time the father sat with his hands in his face and his hands sobbing and those folks on train never knew the price that was paid that they might live but the father knew the story goes to say this think about god the father we look at jesus christ on the cross we see a group of people that were mocking Christ, laughing and saying, you know, if you're really the son of God, come down and save yourself. If, if you who you say you are, call down 10,000 angels and rescue yourself. Others were saying, look, he, he said he could save us. He can't even save himself. Bible says others just, just wagged their head, just shook their head. There were some there that were there at the foot of the cross. But so many that day didn't realize the love that God paid for us to live. Just like those folks on that train, they didn't realize the price that was paid that they might live. God sent his son to pay an ultimate price that we might have life. father i pray this morning as we consider the depth of your love father we would think about that story of isaac and abraham and we can understand and you know abraham and sarah waited so long to have that son and finally the promised son was born there was a promise that came with that 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 there would be a great nation born through isaac Father Abraham had to wonder, why would you ask for a sacrifice? Father, that, that faith and that promise rang true as you provided a lamb. Fathers, we can relate a little bit to that story with Isaac. Father, it's hard for us to relate, I think, to, to realize that you sent your only son, the son who you loved, who you were well pleased with. And you sent that son to die in our place, to be a lamb, to pay a price that we might live, that we might be healed. Father, I pray today through just again, the, just the staggering and stammering of my words, Lord, that we might just catch a glimpse of your love. Father, we, we wouldn't simply come to church and sing some songs and hear a message and And leave, but Father, we would come with our minds focused upon your love. Not necessarily your love for the world or your love for the church or the pastor or the Sunday school teacher or the praise team, but your love for me, your love for each of us in this place. And Father, I pray that we would be moved by your love, by your sacrifice that we would have life. I pray today, Father, that uh, as we just consider that love, that your Spirit would move freely within us. Father, that we would respond to the wooing of your Spirit. And Father, if there would be any here that's never accepted that forgiving blood of Jesus Christ, that, that love that you've offered, I pray, Lord, today would be the day of salvation, that we would fill your love through your Spirit, and we would act and move upon the wooing of your Holy Spirit today. Lord, I pray that you'd be with us now through this time of invitation. You'd lead us, you'd direct us, you'd guide us in our steps, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.